Hi there, Fortlakers. Thank you for downloading this brand new episode of Series 3 of the What The Fortlake Podcast. Every week, Rob and I are going to bring you some inspirational stories from our amazing running community, along with some laughs and nonsense from us. Now, before we get started, if you enjoy the show today, there's a few ways that you can support us. Firstly, wherever it is that you get your podcast, please do subscribe. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a rating, which goes a long way to making our show more visible to people who may enjoy it. In addition to this, we have a brand new YouTube channel and we're putting out exclusive content every single week. Please do head over there, subscribe, like some of the videos and make sure you hit the notification. There's stuff on there you will not find anywhere else. And that's the only way to make sure that it's beamed directly to your phone the second it comes available. Yeah, we're also really active on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or contact us directly through our dedicated email address. All the info's in our bio. Give us a follow, share with your friends, and come and have a chat with us. If this is the first time that you're listening to us, first off, where have you been? But secondly, we do have a massive back catalogue of shows that are available, including the entirety of Series 1 and 2, free to listen to, and they always will be. There's some great episodes in there that we are very, very proud of. So go on, check them out, and let us know what you think. Yeah, and finally, Rob is still on the fundraising grind on the way to his Berlin Marathon, all in support of Prostate Cancer UK. He's raised over 500 quid so far, and he'll be embarking on some more wacky challenges throughout the year. So support him, keep your eyes peeled, share the story, and get involved where you can. Most importantly, if you can spare some change, then head over to our Just Giving page. The link is in our social media and in our bio. Any donations are gratefully received. How was that, dude? Yes, better every time, mate. Hit the music! Are you a loner or a groupie? How do you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy or shoot a black gun? Whatever your ability, this is the place to be. So welcome to the what the fuck they call community. If you're 17, 25, push it 82. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Welcome to the what the fuck they call What was that? What was that? <laughs> what are you doing? It's me bell. <laughs> what, the, what you got a bell for? Well, I found it in kids' room and I thought it'd make a really good prop for the show. Right? I've not figured out what to do with it though, so... For so now you I'm decided to use it for the intro? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to ring it throughout the show to annoy you. <laughs> Oh dear, brilliant. I'm going to get fed up with that though, aren't I? Really quickly, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 3, Episode 4 of the What the Fart Lake Podcast. My name's Rob. My name's Matt. Are you sure it's Episode 4? I said 5, didn't I? No, you said 4. Shit. <laughs> it's Episode 5, let's keep going. Are <laughs> <laughs> we just, just going to keep rolling? Yes, great. Let's do it. Uh, well, I, yeah, we're all mortal. I was, you know what? I was. I'll be honest, guys. I was really distracted by my bell. <laughs> too busy ringing your bell to realise what episode it is. I was too busy. I was too busy thinking where are the optimum points to insert the bell. <laughs> oh, this is off to a flying start. This one. <laughs> How are you doing, man? How's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. I enjoyed the, uh, the evening out we had yesterday. That was that yeah. was good fun. Didn't yeah. manage to run with you, but yeah, all of training's going mm, mediocre. But yeah. uh, what's happening with training, yeah. man? No, I just, I'm 
going to be making excuses again. I don't, know, I don't want to make excuses. I'm mm-hmm. a, I've got a bit of a niggle in my Achilles again in the same one I had before, so feeling a bit meh about it. So, do you think? Do you think maybe you've got a bit naught to sixty a bit quick? I don't know because this this plan's not too bad, is it? I don't think that we've got. It's six days of running for you. Six days of running with two speed sessions in. It's a lot. But I'm I'm, I'm used to doing more than three miles. At, you know what I mean? Not this last year. I mean, you aren't though. No. I'm not. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not being like patronising. I'm, no, I'm, no. I'm in the exact same boat. I, I I've completely. <clears throat> excuse me. I've completely overexerted myself. Yeah. I did. Uh, I missed a couple of sessions this week. And then I did a run with, uh, with 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 the lads, with Ben and Paul and JP came to visit, all good friends of the show. And of course, Paul, part of our team, uh, before we met you for beer on Saturday, which is yesterday, mm. we're recording Sunday. And I got four miles into a seven mile run and I was like, lads, I'm, I'm going to have to let you go and I'm going to get Sammy to come and get me. And she didn't, to be fair, she didn't answer <laughs> the phone. If she'd answered the phone, I'd have definitely given up, but she didn't. So Ben like dragged me back the last three miles. But yeah, I just think... Um, <clears throat> Ben Ben's a really good. We're getting Ben on. Ben's going to be our season our season finale guest for this series, and he's yes. a bit of a bit of a legend on, on on social media. Is Ben for helping people out, and he speaks absolute sense. And he said to me, he was like, "You just got to listen to your body, man. Mm. So it's, it's all good having a plan written down, but you got to listen to your body. If it's if it's hurting, he's off. Yeah, you know mm. what I mean. So that so that that gave me a bit of a pep talk, made me feel a bit better about myself. So I'm gonna gonna cut down. Still gonna try and do five days, but I'm gonna cut down the harder stuff. Yeah. Um, and just go for some like time on feet, easy long runs, build the base. Yeah. Um, he knows what he's um, talking about, doesn't he? So yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I might adopt that then and, and and cut it down a little bit. Maybe training, incorporate more physio type stuff on on that that leg that's caused me a bit of hassle. Yeah, definitely. Um, Compress, elevate. Elevation, yes, uh, Brilliant. Okay, so we, so yeah, so not a great week for either of us, but I think it's a bit of a light bulb moment. So we've got plenty of time before marathons. I think we're going to keep, keep adapting, keep rebuilding, and hopefully we will be in a good shape when it comes to the autumn time. Uh, right, we're going off on one a little bit. Let's get back to the show. We have got a stacked one, haven't we, my friend? Do you want to tell the guys what is coming up today on episode five, not four? <laughs> Yeah, so we've got uh, a bit of a chat about the Cheshire Elite Marathon. Jack's going to come on and uh, have a bit of a chat about that. Uh, a little bit of how we got into running, which is a little bit different. Yep. Um, a chat with Sally Bryder, uh, also another awesome interview with, with Sally. Uh, Mate Matt Run stuff, good news stories, a few thank yous. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then Jack's going to come on again and tell us about what he's got on Jack after the finish line. Jack after the finish line. I don't know why I said Jack again, but after the finish line <laughs> with, with Jack. <laughs> just think, I'm going to ring the bell. Move on. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely stacked show. Absolutely stacked show. Should we get straight into it then, dude? Jack, are you on? Hello. Hello. You took a little bit of time then getting on. Could you not scramble Sorry. off mute? I was fumbling with my fingers. You were fumbling with your fingers. Um, so, Cheshire Elite. This is an interesting one, isn't it? Because it, the reason there's been quite a lot of racing coming back on, so we are mm-hmm. talking about running more than we normally do, frankly. But we've been looking now for stories that are interesting and that are a bit different. So you know, rather than just saying so and so, we expected to win a race, won a race, because that's going to happen every week now that the world's opening up again. But Cheshire Lee happened today or last mm-hmm. Sunday, if you listen to the show on Thursday, and um, and it went a bit. 
it didn't really go to the plan, did it? What we expected to happen didn't happen. So why don't you tell everybody, Jack? Set the scene and tell people what went down. Yes, yeah, so it was meant to be, first it was meant to be in Wrexham, uh, which I think is like Wales Way or something, and then because of pandemic and all what's going on. Did you say you think Wrexham is Wales Way? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's in Wales. Yeah, it's not Wales Way. What's Wales Way? You live... <laughs> Well, everything's Wales way for you, is that you're at the bottom corner of England. <laughs> you know, like in that area. In so, so it was meant to be in it, was, it was meant to be in the vicinity of Wales. Of the country. It was of meant Wales. to be in it was meant to be in the Wales vicinity. Right. Region. Uh, carry on. Don't make so, me anyway, chat. I don't want to be belled. So she was meant to be, uh, it was meant to be in Wrexham, got moved to Cheshire because of pandemic, so on, so on. There were some big names there, so Matt Rees from YouTube, Ben Park, so those people going there. Um, there was no real big names bidding for Olympic qualifying times because that's obviously all been and gone now. Um, it was thought that it may have been used for people like Charlotte Perdue or people that could go in. British athletics, athletics were going to extend their sort of time before they make the team. But anyway, that was all decided a couple of weeks ago. So it's meant to be there. And Jake Smith, who did pace that Olympic Paris marathon in Kew Gardens, took them up to 22 miles and dropped out. We said he ran an absolute storming time. On this one, he was meant to take him to 22 miles again. But he just thought, you know what, I'm just going to carry on. And he's he's 20, 22 years old, which... I'm older than him, which is crazy because I still feel really young. So he's 22 years old. This week he ran a 1500 meter PB, which was three minutes 50. So in miles, it would have equated to a 408 mile, which is crazy. And yeah, he ran a two hour, 10 minute, 58 second marathon for his first ever marathon. He's never run more than 22 miles before. And he just goes and bashes it out. And he got quicker at the end a little bit. Um, and to top it all off, he's ran 94 miles this week. So he's got a 1,500-metre PB, an 800-metre PB, and a marathon PB all in the same week. So he's one to watch, isn't he? I think, I think so. I think this Olympic's coming. I think he's doing... I think he's doing 1,500-metre or maybe 5K. I'm not 100% sure. But I think next time the Olympics comes around, I think he'll probably think, yeah, I'm going to go for the marathon because... To run a two ten fifty eight on a seven lap seven and a half lapped course or whatever it was with no spectators, sort of on your own is a bit insane, really. So I think yeah, I think he's definitely going to be one to watch for the future. Amazing, and and the fact that he just wasn't even meant to do it, I think, is like, I mean, is yeah, that, is that kosher? Is that all right? Like, just be like, allowed. It's all right, lads, come on, I'll I'll get you there. And then he he got to twenty two miles, was like. See ya. <laughs> yeah, see ya. It just cut, carries on a, on a jolly, and because I, I, he's on Strava, so if anyone wants to check him out, because it's quite interesting to see what he's doing. He's he's doing this ninety four miles a week, but he's cycling something like fifty miles per week as well. So he's just he's absolutely insane. I mean, at his age, I was I don't know, I was poddling around at school, doing the odd park run if I could wake up before nine a.m. on a Saturday. And he's time in your bedroom with a sock yep definitely <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to say it because sometimes my dad listens to this but yeah <laughs> i'm 
sorry, mate, but he knows. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> you've been getting away with it. You've not. Glad. Pop a pen, knows. Sorry, Dad. Yeah, so no, it was, it was, it was crazy. And there was also, um, I'm going to do a mat here. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Aofi Cook. She won the women's race in two hours, 28 minutes and 36 seconds. And that meant that she secured her ticket to the plane for the Olympics. And she runs for you, you call GAA. I'm not really not too sure where that is or what country that is, but she qualified by winning the Olymp for winning that time. Well, it, it, I, can, I can understand that you didn't get that one. It's slightly more respectable than not knowing where Wrexham is. Um, yeah. And of course, thank you, Jack. Brilliant update and very, very interesting. Um, and of course, a big, uh, big shout out to one of our own. Uh, Jenna Wilkinson ran that race. Uh, she was on the show series two. Episode seven. seven. Oh, well remembered. Well and remembered. I've, I've just found out. Aofi Cook, who I just mentioned, she's actually from Ireland, so she'll be representing Ireland at the Olympics this year. There you go. Did it just say I-R-E? Is that what you were struggling with? Well, I was, Yukul is a seaside resort town in Cork, Ireland, which is why I didn't know where it was. But I've just Googled it and I found out it's in, in Ireland. So, yes, she'll be going after winning the Cheshire Elite Marathon to represent Ireland. Very good. Detective skills. Uh, and, yes, but back on point to Jenna. Uh, series two, episode seven, Matt very kindly pointed out uh, she, the big conversation point we had when we spoke to her earlier in the year was that she was going for a sub three hour marathon, something she thought she would never achieve. Well, guess we just went out and smashed a sub three hour marathon. Jenna Wilkinson, well bloody done, you superstar. Mm. Absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. Two fifty nine flat. Well done. Bell ring. Well, uh, <laughs> you knew you knew it coming, Andy. Didn't you? Yeah, I just love it. It's like it's like an extension of me. <laughs> Sammy's going to come up in a minute and throw it through a window. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, okay, thanks, Jack. Really appreciate that. As always, great update. Statman Junior. <laughs> John. Um, right, moving on. Yeah, the other thing that we were going to talk about today, uh, we said, Matt, was last week, end of the show, we talked a little bit about Couch to 5K, didn't we? Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd still really like to talk about Couch to 5K, if I'm honest. Um, I think it's great. Really great way into running. I'd be really interested to hear what people have got to say who got into running through that that, that journey. But nobody answered our, our initial cry and frankly, too lazy to go looking for people. Um, so Matt, at the moment, is really putting me off. We're not going to stop rolling, but there is light shining directly behind his video and he looks like... <laughs> he's, he's like <laughs> being a Christ it's like just trying really hard just put your head in the way of the sunlight or close your curtains they're your options thank you right so yeah um we, we yeah we're far too lazy to do our research go and find somebody to talk to us until the comes to go I did couch to 5k can I talk to you so we thought instead in the interim because I still love to do it so if you do want to come and talk to us about getting involved through couch to 5k please let us know uh, Matt and I thought why don't we tell you a little bit about how we got into running because they're those conversations that you, you tend to have, but you don't really get into the nitty gritty of it. So, Matt, hmm. well, what what was your motivation for getting involved in in running? How did you? We start we start this question everywhere every week with all like, <laughs> oh, I feel special. I feel like I'm, I'm part of something now. You wanted me as a as a guest, <laughs> mate. We're just scraping the barrel. Aren't we? um, <laughs> how did you first get into running? Uh, usual sort of stuff. 
quite active at school, playing, well, I tried getting in the football team, wasn't good enough, uh, but I was good enough for cross country and all that sort of stuff, left school, uh, found beer, all that sort of good stuff, kebabs. <laughs> Never lost yeah. them, did you? No, just, they're, they're still present. Um, and then just life got in the way, uh, I ended up having a, a daughter, uh, about 20 year old, and she, she was born premature, uh, she was only three pounds, four ounces. Uh, so quite a small small baby, and I ended up raising money for a, the local hospital, um, running a half marathon, believe it or not. I used to do the odd odd run here and there, uh, three or four miles. Never re- really called myself a runner as as I do now. Um, but yeah, I did did the half marathon in two thousand and seven and raised like five hundred quid for baby blankets and stuff for the special care baby unit from there. Um, and then when I really called myself a runner. <clears throat> excuse me is when i finally got in the ballot for the london marathon um and that's when my training really really started to to kick on and peak so i got the plan through from the from the magazine and, and started that and uh yeah it just went from there um 2013 my first marathon and ever since then i've done a marathon every year since since then apart from last year when everything got cancelled um but yeah that's pretty much my my way into into running <laughs> pretty much <laughs> You know what's really bad? Um, I know that story, obviously, because we're friends and we talk about it all the time. And it mm. is such a sweet story into running the fact that you sort of got into it to raise money for Cadence. But <laughs> I'm such a dick. When you when you first started that bit, you went, I had a daughter, I had a daughter young, I had a daughter at 20 years old. And I was like, and I was going to say, your daughter was 20 years old when she was born. <laughs> then you went on to talk about how she was premature. And I was like, oh, get back uh. to <laughs> and I was like, I'm just a horrible, horrible bastard. Yeah, she was. She was only four weeks premature, but she was just just low, low birth weight, and that's why I decided to raise a bit of money for the uh, for the half marathon. Um, Sheffield. She wasn't twenty. She wasn't twenty now. <laughs> just a norm, just a normal. She was, she was still bigger than me, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be fair, she is tall. Is she taller than you know? She's not far off, yeah. She's not far off. She's 16 now, so that was many, many years ago. 16 years I've been running, pretty much. Very so, good. Yes, a long, a long while. Very good. Very mm. good. And how about you then? How, how was your venture into the sport? You see, I'm, I'm different because I think what you find with this show is that with all the people I've interviewed, you, there's two types of people, right? You've either got people who are athletes at school, mm-hmm. yeah, big athletes at school. And then found running after they fell out with organised sport. That's that's the one, and that's kind of where, what you fall into, isn't it, Matt? And then you've got the other side of people who probably stayed away from sport for whatever reason, whether it's you know social ladder in popularity, um, self confidence, just generally not wanting to do it. Um, who then find running to be quite a a nice halfway house because it's not got that kind of um, competitive environment with other people that you'd get in a team sport environment, but it does have that that ability to challenge yourself. And I think that's why we get such a wide range. It's really interesting because I think it's why we get such a wide range of people um, that run because you don't, I think you have to be a certain type of person to be really into organised team sport mm-hmm. or even, even like individual sports like tennis and you know I mean you've got to be like in, more so in yeah. some ways you know when you're on your own you've got to be really like focused yeah. committed but, but I think running's a bit different because it's like 
anyone can put on a pair of trainers and get mm-hmm. out. And you know, we say it all the time. It doesn't matter if you run a four-minute mile or a forty-minute mile. You're still out there and you're still a runner. So, yeah. um, but I, I firmly fell into the second camp. Like I loved sport at school, but I hated competition. Like I really, I was bullied quite a lot in school and stuff, and and I didn't really. Um, I wasn't really able to express myself through sport. It was almost like taken away from me. I was made to feel at school like I didn't deserve to play sport because I wasn't part of that crowd. Yeah. Um, I played a bit of basketball because that was a sport that the pop kids didn't care about. Mm. So I played basketball <laughs> team for like five years and really enjoyed that. But otherwise, I just kind of flirted. You know, I played football with my mates after school and stuff, but I never yeah. really played organised. Um, and, and exactly that happened. I found that running was something that it didn't matter. Even at 21, I tried to play um five uh, 11 aside football again and again just i was like right i never did this when i was a kid i want to do it now i love football and i just couldn't do it i just couldn't i i, I went and i tried and you know me and my mates set the team up so it wasn't like i wasn't gonna get picked but i just i just dreaded a sunday morning i just dreaded it i dreaded that you know i'm making a mistake and then having a center forward screaming at you that you're crap yeah wouldn't do it man so I, on the back of that i was really down on myself but i found running to be something where it was like, right, nobody can put me down for this. I mean, occasionally, I guess people try, you know, social media can be a dark place mm. sometimes, but for the most part, everyone's really encouraging and you're only really fighting yourself. And it yes. just became something that I could fall in love with without worrying what people thought about me. And so, yeah, I get, sorry, it's a bit of a, bit of a, I went off a bit of a tangent, didn't I? It's probably not talking about the, the journey in, in terms of the oh, events. Yeah. I get where you're coming, where you're coming from. Yeah. That was the mindset. That was definitely the mindset behind it. And, and, and I don't know, I guess there's different people have got different things, but that's what I always kind of fall back on. You know, when running's getting a bit crap and I'm struggling, it's always like, it's all right, because no one's going to tell you you're crap. Yes, yes. No one's going to tell you. You just you take it at your pace. And that's, exactly. I know we, we always ask our guests, don't we, you know, what would their advice be to, to new runners? And that's the one that I always come back to for me is, is if you want to stop, stop. Yes. If you want to stop, if you want to slow down, slow down. Just do you at your pace, yeah. in your time, the way you want to do it. Such yeah. a wide landscape running, isn't it? We can all do. We, the space, exactly. the space for all of us on on the landscape without needing to get in each other's way. Yeah, I get I get where you're coming from with the the fact that we're doing other sports as well. Running is is a simple task, simple thing. One foot in front of the other, fast fast as you fast as you want, fast slow as you want. It's like if you, if you do other sports like you mentioned tennis or golf. I can go out and play golf and I'll have a round and I'll be like, oh, that was shit. That I'm, you know what I mean? Running, it's just go out one foot in front of the other. Anybody can do it. Yeah. You don't need that that professionalism of, not professionalism, what's the word? That training, extra training to... to... The, the complexity of the skill, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's simple, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah if you're, to be an elite runner, absolutely. But, yeah, I get what you mean. You couldn't just go and pick up a golf club and... No. You know, I, I so, do try, and that's why I get most of my clubs end up in woods at the end of the round of golf. Your junior golf clubs, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three quarter size. Um, no, good, good, but yeah, that's that's it. I think we, we, I think we ended up going in a bit of a different direction there, mate. But um, fine, good. Interesting <laughs> to hear. Interested to hear. You know, hit us up, man. This week, give us a give drop us a message. Um, tag us on on your socials if you're going to post something about it. Let us know how you got into running. Um, do, do, was your journey similar to Matt's? You know, were you an athlete, born again athlete? Um, after after you know, real life getting in the way, like it does with all of us, booze and birds and kebabs, mostly kebabs. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. 
two of those three things are true for me. <laughs> two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> you guess which two. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. and then we find it again, or were you like me in the sense of, you know, didn't feel like you had a place in sport until you found running. Interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, and with that being said, quite a nice segue, actually, Matthew, because someone who is a key component, component, that's not the right word, who is a great example of, don't know what I'm talking about, do I? Great example of, I've, I've been out drinking twice this week, Matt, my brain's gone to <laughs> Um uh, A great example of exactly what we just said, the fact that there are no parameters to running, there are no expectations, anybody can do it. Our guest this week, Sally Bryder, is somebody who did find running in later life. She was in her 50s when she started running. Impressive. Impressive. Uh, it wasn't something she did before that. She's accomplished an awful lot. She is an Essex front runner. Incredible achievement. Um, she's doing great things she's for charity. Uh, she is a very, very, very good example of exactly the mentality that we're trying to put across in this show, which is running is for absolutely everybody. So without further ado, should we go and have a chat with Sally? Yes, let's do it. Right then, everybody, today I am talking to an ASICS frontrunner, a multi-time marathoner, and a lady who at 57 years young perfectly embodies her own motto that age is just a number. I'm joined today by the awesome Sally Bryder. Sally, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks, Rob. How are you? Yes, very well, thank you. Might seem a little bit of a strange thing for our listeners because this won't be going out for a couple of weeks, but it is Easter bank holiday weekend. How's your bank holiday been? Uh, well, I'm sure, as the same for a lot of people, we've gone from beautiful sunshine yesterday to actually flurries of snow this morning. So very mixed. <laughs> yeah, the weather is absolutely absurd this year, isn't it? Uh, so lovely. We'll get started then. I am really excited to hear about your journey, uh, Sally. It is a little bit different maybe from what we might have heard before. We start in the same place with all these chats. So could you start by telling me just a little bit about how you got into running, you know, how, why, when, all that good stuff? Of course. Um, well, probably going back, going back, if I go back to school a long time ago, I was, I was always quite fit when I was at school and I was part of the netball team and the tennis team when I was at grammar school. And I guess the same with a lot of other people. Once I got into work, um, you know, working full time, I didn't really do much exercise. Um, and then I, I fiddled around a bit with the gym when I was probably in my 30s. But I really got into running um, in 2016. My husband ran the London Marathon in 2016. And that became quite a, a big thing in the um, village we were living in, in Spain. And he sort of got talked into doing it again in 2017 with um, a group of people, um, mainly, well, actually all women. Um, and at that time, I'd been in the midst of menopause probably for about three years. Um, so I wasn't feeling the best about myself. I'd lost a lot of my self-confidence. I'd put on weight. Um, I was just in quite a dark place and um, a bit like a golf widow. Um, I guess I had these real visions of becoming a real running widow over the next year um, if I didn't give it a go as well. So um, having never really been a runner other than the odd 5k on the treadmill, I decided to get a place for the London Marathon in 2017. Um, I was 52 at the time. Um, and I trained for the London Marathon and I completed it on, I think it was the 23rd of, yeah, 23rd of April, 2017. 
and I was 53 years and six months or oh, seven months exactly to the day. Wow. Um, it was going to be a bucket list um, thing only. I, I guess a lot of people look on marathons as bucket lists, but actually I decided I really quite loved it. Um, and I wasn't, I'm not brilliant. I mean, that my that was my first one at 4.58 um, dead. And I was, I was quite happy with that. But I found what it did for my mental health in particular, having, uh, as I said, been in the midst of menopause, it was just really, really helping me. I liked how it made me feel about myself. It gave me that bit of confidence. And, um, and I've always been a bit of a, trying to fly the flag for the um, the older older women um, and I just decided to stick with it um, and I did I just stuck with it and I said that was like 2017 um, we lived in Spain and um, so I didn't have access to a lot of the, the UK stuff although we did come back to do a few UK races but I really love the running in Spain did quite a few half marathons and trail races um, uh, locally and to, to my complete astoundment, I even got some podium finishes wow. um, in the local races, um, which did like the most amazing things for my self-confidence. Yeah. yeah, just felt great about myself. The community there was brilliant. And I just found it was something for me at that later time in my life. Um, so, yeah, just really stuck with it. And then and then out of the blue. Um, came an offer to run the New York Marathon in twenty in November 2019, wow. um, which obviously was the second one of the, the World Marathon Majors. So decided to go for that as well. Absolutely love that even more than London. Um, and that was sort of the start of the, um, the World Marathon Majors, lots of other things that came, um, different different sort of races, 10Ks, half, half marathons, my absolute favourite. Um, but yeah, just um, became a runner from from mm. that from that one thing back in 2016 and almost from scratch really interesting that you talked about the six stars we're going to get into that in just a moment but i do want to loop back round to that london marathon uh training block if that's okay because yeah. uh, we have a couple of people on the show who regardless of age frankly going from yeah. naught to marathon is incredible how did you find that for, that training journey for that first marathon um pretty scary <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but I think, in fairness, the plan that we followed, because my husband had done it the year before, we we weren't doing one of these plans that was like running five days a week with, um, you know, intervals and, mm. um, you know, tempo, all this, all these words that I didn't even understand at that, that time. It was just literally running. I think it was I think we ran three normal runs a week and then one long run that gradually built us up to, to like the maximum 32K however many weeks it was before so it it was just as people might say junk miles but um that that's that's what did it um so it was a plan it was all written down yes it was scary um I did a half marathon in the um in the January so what three months before mm -hmm. um and that was obviously like my first half marathon my first race and from that I went to the marathon a few months afterwards yeah Brilliant. And then you're hooked, of course. Um, London happens, New York happens. You mentioned uh, chasing the six stars and really poignant because uh, last week we had uh, Amrit Gatora on the show who talked all about his six star journey. Um, when did you first become aware about the, the Abbott Majors and, and that completing those six specific races was a thing? Probably, I think, Rob, from Instagram, I think, initially, 
people sort of talking about it. Um, I mean, even in the early stages of my of my running, probably about 2018, I think I probably discovered Instagram. I've been pretty late coming to most of the social media parties, but um, I started following uh, people like Sophie Rayworth, the newsreader, who's an all time favourite through Sue's uh, through Sophie. I found Susie Chan. Um, then I found the Assets Front Runners and then um, just lots and lots of different people that were doing different things. And I, I, I think I came across this, the, the term, the six star finisher uh, medal, didn't really know what it was. So did some research, found out about the all the, the locations. And after um, New York, um, I decided, well, actually coming over the finish line in New York, I, I really um, said to myself, I've done two Um I really want to do the other four now. Mm. So, and I knew what they were at that time. And literally coming back from New York, I did um, book places for Berlin and Chicago. Um, so had COVID not have happened, I, mm. I was, would have been sitting here, hopefully with four of the six. Um, as it as it is at the moment, um, we obviously don't know what's going to be happening this year, but I have got my places for, for Berlin and Chicago transferred to 2021. So, um yeah if all goes according to plan I could still have four of the six um this year by the end of this year which would just then leave me Tokyo and then of course the um the big one which is Boston which um as most people listening will probably know that um it's very hard to get into Boston other than with something called a BQ which is the Boston qualifier which is very strict on um times and being realistic I may have to push it until I'm 60 to be able mm. to get a yes. BQ <laughs> yeah yeah I mean but, but that's the journey though isn't it and and I think whenever yes. you speak to anybody who um is on that six-star journey I think even if it was easy to get into Boston because of the stature of Boston it that would still you still want that be to, you you would still want that to be your last one wouldn't you oh yes yes absolutely yeah definitely um, so brilliant. We'll, we'll touch a little bit on uh, on Berlin and Chicago and, and the future plans a little bit later. But you did mention uh, that you got involved when you first started on social media. Um, that got you involved with ASICs and ASICs front runners. So can you tell me a little bit about how that went and how that came about? Of course, yeah. Um, yeah, from social media and, um, and and following a few people, I, I became some I became aware of something called the ASICs front runner. I didn't really know what they were, but um, you know what it's like with social media you can look at who's following who and it's quite mm -hmm. easy to sort of you know find about 20 people that are all assets front runners and I thought <clears throat> I, I love this that there was um, a lot of the people that are still in the team now and um, were there a couple of years ago a few people have, have left and moved on to other things but I just really loved the whole community aspect of it and the fact that everybody wasn't a super athlete you had people that were new to running uh, people that had come to running through um, mental health or some kind of um, other issue in their life, um, losing weight, you know, starting doing couch to five and then going on to other things. Um, so I, I followed I followed probably a lot of them. Um, I, I did actually apply. I thought I thought I just absolutely love this and I really, really want to be part of it. And it was the one thing I kept saying to my husband, I really, really want to be an assets front runner. Uh, and we're into this whole thing about, you know, you have to really visualise it to mm -hmm. to make it happen. And I and I can honestly say I did visualise it. I'm not quite sure how it was ever <laughs> going to happen, but I did really, really want to be part of that team. And we lived in Spain at the time, um, so I applied, but I had to apply to the Spanish team 
Um, so that would have been for the year um, 2019. And I, I didn't get in, um, but I carried on supporting all of them and um, looking at their journeys on um, social media. And then I was at the National Running Show in January 2020. Um, and I, I had a chat with um, John L. Singh, or um, the Mighty Singh, as he's known. Yes. And he was there with Susie Chan, who I'd met a few times, and um, they were both saying, oh, you are going to apply, aren't you? And I was like, oh, I don't really know. Uh, you know, we've just we'd li- we'd moved back to the UK after being expats for 24 years. And there was so much going on in my life. And I was not in a great place, if I'm honest, mentally with the, the whole house move thing. Mm. And um, I just in the end, I just I just thought, oh, yeah, I'll go for it. So I applied and um the, the, the one big tip that John L gave me was, you know, we're not just we're not looking for super athletes necessarily. We're looking for people that have got a good a good story, obviously a true story about how they got into running, how they motivate people, how they inspire people. Because, as you know, it's all about um, the power of movement and mm-hmm. people having a sound mind and a sound body and just putting the whole thing together, mental fitness, physical fitness. Um, so I was very truthful about the, the horrible menopause journey that I'd, that I'd been on and how running had basically been a, a big part of me coming out the other side. Um, and uh, I think about three weeks later, I got a, a call from Holly Rush, who's the amazing community manager, on a Sunday afternoon and just saying, oh, I'm just calling to have a chat. Is that OK? <laughs> and then three days later, I got the call to say I was in the team and I was like blown away. Wow. <laughs> Um, and I still feel like that about it now, to be honest. I'm just, um, I feel incredibly humbled and very grateful to be in a team of, uh, well, you know, you interviewed Jenna recently and yes. um, who's an amazing, amazing runner. But just a, a really great, diverse mix of people through experience and, you know, how fast or how slow we run. Um, but all just have great stories about how they came into running and how they try to inspire people to get moving. Yeah. And, and I imagine that. It, it is amazing and 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 such a such a great accomplishment and a great team to be part of. I imagine that probably you know we're talking about these things happening in 2020. You've already talked about the postponement of the marathons. You've already talked about kind of getting involved with ASICS and the front runner program. I mean, then COVID obviously hit. So how's 2020 been for you? Because obviously there were big plans here, weren't there, that have been curtailed by this pandemic. The world is upside down. How have you dealt with that through 2020? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think in in the beginning, um, I mean, I was training for the so I was tra- training for the London Marathon because I was due to run that in April. So that was the, the first thing that that went. Um, but I sort of expected it, but I kept I did keep really motivated, probably through to about June and July. I think I I kept my motivation going, um, and then. Um, there was all the talk about was the London Marathon going to go ahead on the um, the review day of October. Um, I did do that actually. I did it as the virtual, but it, I didn't. I didn't sort of stick with my training plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I was half marathon fit. I'd um, um, I'd ha- I'd um, supported another guy um, the fight um, fighting the dad bod with um, his um, yep. ten marathons in ten days. So I Another joined him. Good old Carl. Know? Yeah, he's he's yeah, another yeah. he's another ex interviewee. Yeah, friend oh, of the show. Yeah. yeah. So um, I actually I ran with him. Actually, I, we ran with Carla Molinaro on the day to do a half marathon. So I tended Amazing. to sort of keep myself about half marathon fit. But I'm not going to lie. I did find it 
um, the motivation really at certain times really hard to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see I do need to run for my just my general sort of well well-being and if I'm ever in a in a not in a great mood my husband and my daughter say for goodness sake mummy go and have a run <laughs> um so I stick I, I, I stuck with it for that but um yeah it, it was hard it, it, it was hard not having races because I do I do actually love the whole aspect and the and the community side of the socializing side of, of being out mixing with people um, so I found that quite hard. We were quite lucky towards the end of the year. I think we did a couple. We did a Maverick race um, yeah. and a purple purple patch, is it? Purple patch, the other one, uh, a trail race, um, which was great towards the end of the year. Um, but, oh, like so many other people, Rob, I'm just desperate to get back to yes. yeah. um, a big event, you know, yeah. because it's, I mean, for me, it's not about the time. It's not about the race. It's just all about um just getting out there with a whole load of people and having a brilliant time and you know that sort of amazing feeling when the endorphins have kicked in and you've come over the finish line I mean that is my most favorite moment of a whole race is crossing the finish line and getting the medal um and I and I do have to visualize that when you're sort of you know um if, if you're sort of suffering at 16k on a half marathon or whatever but um um, yeah, to go back to the question, I did find the motivation aspect quite hard, and I just really just hope that we we can get back to some proper events for for this year. Yeah, here, here, it's getting hard to remember, isn't it, what it was like? So yeah. I think yeah. there's going to be a party atmosphere at some of those races when they do come back. Um, talking about your uh, enjoyment of the experience of running. Any kind of favourite race memories and any, any ones that just, re- I mean, you've done some big ones already, London, New York, anything that really stands out as, yeah, that was a bucket list item? Um, well, I, I think New York will will, will always be my, my favourite because I've a little bit of a story there um, with New York is that, um, so I was living in Spain and my husband was working in the UK and we were both running together as we ran London together um but mark had been like really really busy so he hadn't managed to do all all of the training and i had been really disciplined in my training and uh, bearing in mind i trained in the spanish summer um Mm -hmm. through august and september yeah it was pretty hot but i was really disciplined so when we when we actually got to 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 new york and and the day we were we said we're going to run together um, but I, I did want to run sub five. We'd run 458 in uh, in London a couple of years before. And um, I knew I was strong enough to, to, to get that. And I was actually like pushing a bit to be a bit faster than that if I could. Um, but New York is very hilly, as I'm sure you know, with the, the bridge climbs. And we got to about, I think, about 22K. And um, Mark had, he just said, oh, I'm really struggling you know you've done all of the training you know you you go on ahead and I said no 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 because that's not what what it's really about for me it's the whole thing of doing it together Um, and he said no 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 because I will never forgive myself if you don't go and get a good time you've worked so hard so I have to say I I wasn't quite I wasn't too happy about leaving him but I did I did really want to do a sub five so I left him at about 22k um, and it got to I think the last well it got to the last two 2.2 k because coming up into central park which is on a quite a steady ascent um 
I saw the sign that said 40k because it because in the states most of the signs are miles and you don't actually get yeah. a lot of kilometer signs so you're very much reliant on your own watch to, to work out where you are but at 40k I looked at my watch and I just said to myself Sal you're not going to do it you just you're going to be outside the five and um, I did sort of pause for a few seconds and I was really disappointed. And then I just gave myself this massive talking to and said, you are going to do it. Um, and if anyone's listening who, who is a, a marathon runner out there, I actually ran my fastest splits of the whole marathon wow. over those last 2.2. And I was going for it. And I came in in 4.59.51. Amazing. Amazing. Great story. And what a place to do it. We, we've heard quite a few times on the show, because I think you obviously you have London Marathon. When you're talking about the big six, you, you have London Marathon that is London and it's local to us, you know, fig, you know, comparatively to the rest. And um, Tokyo, you know, such a different culture, such a different part of the world. Um, you've got Berlin, which is notoriously a flat, quick course. And yeah. then you've got and you've got Boston, which is Boston. Um, Chicago and New York tend to not get talked about as much, but all I hear from people is New York from a support perspective, from a route perspective, from just the sites that you see is just unparalleled. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, the, everything from I mean, it's a, it's an early start and, and it, it, it was a very, very long day because you have to go um, on the ferry um, to get to Staten Island. Um, so it's like the ferry and then it's a bus and then you're literally sitting around waiting for like two and a half, three hours. It's very, very organized and, and it's cold. It's, it's November, mm. so it is cold. So by the time you start, you've already been up for about like six or seven hours, yeah. Yeah. Um, but very well organized. And the start line when you actually get filtered around and they've got, you know, somebody singing the, um, the anthem and there was this a big sign up and the, um, guys in uniform and the sign the logo was you know um this we will move you i think it was yeah and, and i mean you literally have goosebumps when they you know announce it and everything and and the first mile is over the um uh, the, the the bridge there and it's just absolutely stunning but the crowds all the way um, I mean, it is very similar to London, but I yeah. just thought it it just sort of went up a notch for me. The support and at the end coming into Central Park was just absolutely amazing. Um, and 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 what we try to always do, and it helps with the um, visualization, is to to go and actually check out what the finish line looks like, so that mm -hmm. you know when you're when you're getting there what it's going to look like and, and how far you've got to go so we, we'd already checked out the finish line actually on Saturday um so coming around that that last sort of like two kilometers I knew exactly where I was I knew what it was going to look like when I turned that final corner I knew what the the whole gantry area and the and the crowds looked like at the end um and it yeah it's just it's just amazing so New York I mean London is beautiful and I'm so looking forward to doing it again but for me, New York just has it at the moment. Mm, brilliant. I mean, it, it it might just be. I, I guess if an American was choosing between the two, they might say London because there's that that tourist element as well, isn't there? If it's just somewhere different in the world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, you've talked a couple of times about social media and your involvement in social media. How have you found that that's helped your running journey? Um, I think it's helped my running journey because it's given me access to such a wide range of, of, of people that you can um, follow their um, their journey, to, to use that word, uh, 
and just really gain um, inspiration from what other people are doing. Um, I have to say, Touchwood, I've been pretty lucky on social media that I've mainly seen the, the positive side mm. of it. Yeah. Um, I know there is a horrible negative side and I have suffered a little bit with only a handful of, of, of negative things. But generally, I find it very, very positive. And I and I just love looking at what people are doing and and gaining inspiration um, and motivation from what from what people are doing. Um, yeah, I think it, it's pretty it's a happy sort of thing for me, my, my experience with social media at the moment. Um, yeah, and you can just see what people are doing. You know, and my sister lives in Australia and she's a runner, so I can see what she's doing. Yeah. And then, um, you know, follow people from all over the world. Um, really, we lived in we lived in Asia for seven years, so I follow wow. people who run in that part of the world as well. Um, and I think it just opens it just opens up the world really. If you think, remember back to like London Marathon Day, virtual day in October, there were literally people running all over the world. Um, so I think it's great from that um, from that perspective. And I just think if if people sort of step back and think if you can just inspire one person, you know, once a week or once a month, then I think that's what it's um, that's what I'm aiming to do is, is use social media to say to people look, you know, um, you're not you're not too old, you're not too inexperienced, um, whatever, you know, whatever you're I can't do it because of this. But it's just to sort of say to people, you, you know, you can do it, really. Uh, and it's a nice way to share that message. Yeah, I love it. And you know what else I love? I love that you casually are dropping in. Oh, yeah, I was an expat for 24 years, lived in Spain. Oh, we we're just in Asia for seven years. Like, we've been, to, like, it, 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 go, it kind of goes about the same, but I hadn't really thought about the fact that when you talk to someone whose running journey started when they were in their early 50s, they've probably done some pretty awesome things beforehand as well. So, yeah, but just just casually dropping that in there. <laughs> um, Sally, tell me, you've, we've already gone over some of them. Uh, we've got Chicago, we've got Berlin, hopefully some some stuff coming up with the, with the front runners as well. Uh, what What's 2021 got in plan for you fingers crossed should the world get something back to normality soon well um yeah hope fingers crossed um well i've got um well virtually the london landmark uh, no sorry the big oh royal parks isn't it royal yes. parks yes, next yes. week which is obviously virtual and then we have got london landmarks and and the big half which have been scheduled so hoping they go ahead um my happy place is really the trails Mm-hmm. Um, and I should be in the Lake District with a few of the front runners um, at the end of May, if that goes ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, t- to be honest, um, I've got oh, I've got the Essex 10K in, in July. Um, and then I haven't really booked too many things because it would be leading up to if things all go um, according to plan, I'm going to have this four week period starting on the 26th or 27th of September with um, Berlin going on Mm -hmm. to London the following week, then going on to Chicago the following week. And then hopefully if things work out, possibly running in Paris with two of my older, um, older lady um, Asics front runner um, teammates to to finish off what would be an amazing season. Um, But yeah, I do. I do absolutely love the trails. So the Maverick races and um, getting into running with our dog as well, which we absolutely love. So that's all my my happy times. I mean, the, the marathon thing on it in, in itself, um, Rob, is that the distance is tough. I mean, anyone who runs marathons will tell you um, at my age it is tough. 
Um, and that, so I'm not going to be going around booking loads of different marathons because they are tough. <laughs> um, but half, I love half marathon. That's that's I, I'd say that the distance it's my favourite, and um, I should be completing the Great North Run my second time in September if that goes ahead. That's one of my all-time favourites as well. Wow. Um, but yeah, I think like a lot of people, holding on for a little bit longer um, to see what happens. Um, and then once I've got this year. Um, over and hopefully running what I'd like to obviously I've got those two styles to think about but then I really want to start thinking about ultras and some of the 50ks and the 100ks which sound like amazing fun yeah brilliant brilliant well you you, you say you don't want to focus on doing too many marathons but from that explanation just given to me Sally your your auto (laughs) sounds pretty marathon filled so um right so if people want to find you uh, your Instagram, you're at Sally Brider. Nice and easy to find you, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's um, right. And then you do have some blogs and bits and bobs through the Essex Frontrunner stuff. That's right as well, isn't it? Is that That's all findable on your social media, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. You can find um, any of the Essex Frontrunners via the... Uh, you can Google Essex Frontrunners or you can go onto the Essex um, website. And, um, yeah, we all write blogs. So um, about a whole range of different things in March we did a lot of the girls all wrote um, blogs linking into International Women's Day and, and they can be about kit uh, you know what kit we like pressures of of um, running a family and running pressures of being a woman um, running you know with a woman's menstrual cycle running after menopause all of that kind of stuff really interesting things that mm. um, that get posted with Essex. Definitely, definitely. Is there anybody else or anything else that you wanted to shout out, mention, say hello to? Oh, well, say hi to all of the Essex people. You've already yes. mentioned people like Carl, who um, got me into po- and doing podcasts. Um, brilliant. Such an um, inspirational guy with, with, with yeah. his running. Very I mean, with it to be, Yeah, to be fair, everybody I know through the running community is so inspirational in whatever way that may be brilliant sally this half hour has absolutely flown by thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me absolutely inspirational in terms of what you've managed to achieve and i am sure you're going to absolutely smash everything uh moving forward fingers crossed should everything go well and you do get to berlin i will be there as well so i would be honored if i could buy you a beer if we can find uh, oh, a bit you. of time to catch up um <laughs> but yeah thank you so much good luck with all the training and and thank let's, you here's to a great 2021 Thanks so much, Rob. All Thank you. Okay, bye. And that was Sally. Brilliant. Brilliant. Like that. Exactly like my mum. She only got to, into running later on in life, later on in, in years. But yeah, brilliant story. And the fact that she's on that trail to the six stars already. Yeah. Mega. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. And an Attic's front, front runner, like Jenna, we called out Jenna out previously, didn't we? Uh, for a marathon finish. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Lots, lots of amazing accomplishments, and absolutely evidence of the fact of the statement that you know running is uh, sorry, age is just a number, mm-hmm. and that we're defined by it. And and yeah, absolutely inspirational. Almost put me to shame a little bit. Uh, you know, she's <laughs> 25, 20, 20 odd years my senior, um, and she's uh, done everything she's done, and and I have not. Mm-hmm. So um, absolute motivation, I would say, Sally, and, and an absolute. <laughs> 
uh, lovely soul as well. She was so nice to, to chat to. Um, mm-hmm. Really nice. Well, Jack will talk about his after the finish line stuff in a bit, but um, we didn't have time to do the quickfire questions for the exclusive YouTube content. She was dead nice in coming back and doing it again. Really quick to make time for us. She's just a, a super nice lady and, and really, really inspirational. So mm-hmm. thank you very much, Sally. Please do give Sally a follow if you haven't done already. Um, and best of luck with all the plans for the future. Right then, <laughs> my tiny accomplice. Yes. What's coming next, Mark? It's the Make Back Run Challenge. Challenge, Matt. <laughs> with, with a ding as well. With a ding as well. Um... <laughs> So we've had uh, a, a busy week when it comes to make Matt run, haven't we? Because yes, we threw out the um, we threw out the forfeits just yes. for last week's episode. Yeah, with the pie face, which pie face fun. and the yes, and me collecting your pizza for you, which yes. wasn't fun. No, you had your your scavenger hunt with Manisha, and mm. then you were challenged. It was a little bit all a bit last minute. You were challenged to a spelling contest, weren't you? Yes, I was. Again, guys, if this is the first time you're finding us, this is the Make Matt Run Challenge. Every series, Matt and I take in on each other um, and a variety of different challenges where I try and embarrass, humiliate and one-up Matt. And every series, the little bugger beats me. Um, With three series deep now and in the first two series, Matt has pantsed me every time. So he's winning two series to nil. Because I couldn't do it on my own, I've gone out to you guys, our amazing like family, our running community, and I've asked you to give me a hand. So every week now, one of our listeners takes on Matt in a series of running, fitness, or fun theme challenges to see if we can beat him. As of last week, I was winning two to one. And mm-hmm. this week, Neil Marshall stepped up and he did a spelling competition. Now, if somebody's brand new to the show, Matt, why is it funny that you're doing a spelling competition? <laughs> because I cannot spell for <laughs> absolute toffee. <laughs> no, you can't spell, can you? Um, uh, do you want to hear something else that's really funny? I don't know if you know this or not, Matt, but mm-hmm. um, so somebody else was meant to do a challenge instead of you, instead of Neil, right? It mm-hmm. was going to be a cream cracker eating competition, which is much more up your street. Um, yes. Then they there was a scheduling clash and they, they couldn't do it anymore. Neil's a really good friend of the show and Neil graciously agreed to step in and help us out um, for our Instagram live stream of the competition, which went out on Saturday. Um now, Joe, who is our admin queen, who does all of our bookings for us, told me that Neil wanted to take part in a spelling competition, right? right. Now, he's stepping in to help us, so obviously we're going to do what he wants, right? Yeah. yeah, no problem. So I'm really sorry to tell you, I had a bit of a conversation with Neil afterwards. Um, Neil didn't want to do a spelling competition. Neil <laughs> the green cracker eating contest. Um, Joe, Joe, Joe went rogue. <laughs> Cheers, Joe. You're happy about this. You've got the win. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe went rogue and just decided, I want to see that little idiot try to spell. <laughs> Joe! Josephine! Um, so, yeah, so that's why you ended up in a spelling contest. Um, so it is available on Instagram Live, uh, sorry, on our Instagram account to go and have a watch of. We'll also be getting up into YouTube ASAP. Um, but how did you firm Matt? How did you get on? Yeah, uh, I, th- I think we both did pretty shit, to be fair. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think is the word. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Hang on, I, 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 need to, I need to ding to bleep you out. You both did. <laughs> um, yeah. But you, you come up with the word, what were, what was that word you give to uh, Neil? Pyong, Pyongyang? Pe, pe, what is it? <laughs> Pyongyang. Do you, know what, do you know what Pyongyang no. is? Is it a city? Is it a place? Yeah, it's the capital. Yeah. It's the capital of North Korea. <laughs> um, yeah. Can I can I let you know a bit of a secret? Go on. On reflection, I think I might have. I didn't do it on purpose, but I think I might have given you the harder ones. So I was looking at. I basically googled commonly misspelt words, mm. right? And um, I went one by one. I had a list for Neil and a list for Matt, and I went one by one down to add the words on. And I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. Like full disclosure, I think I, I think I meant. I think I gave you the hard ones because I right. wanted to win subconsciously. So I gave you what I thought were the slightly harder ones. But can I tell you a little twist in the tale, Matt? Go on. I accidentally read Neil's list to you. <laughs> So you ended up getting the easier ones, and you still lost. <laughs> no words are easy if you don't know them. No, that's true. That, that is a good. That is a good, good, good statement. Uh, uh, yes, I don't know. How I felt bloody amateur wrong. I, I searched that all the time. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan is not listening to this. Um, you know, you did spell amateur wrong. Um, <clears throat> but it went, it went to sudden death because you were both as bad as each other. But then Neil came through because you were unable to realise that there was only one N in yes. innovate. Is it innovate? No, it was. In, inoculation. Inoculation. Inoc yeah, inoc a, a word that is nowhere near the news at the moment. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you lost. So what does that mean, Matt? What we didn't explain up front, when one of us loses a round, what does that mean? It means forfeit, forfeit, forfeit. <laughs> you do the forfeit, then you do the forfeit, then you do a dance for the forfeit dance. Do the forfeit, forfeit dance. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not dancing. I'm not dancing. You wouldn't because you've got to do a forfeit. You're happy about it. Um, so we're already, you, you've already got one forfeit in the barrel from last week. Yeah. Uh, which... I can get you on demand to sing I'm a Little Teapot, yes. uh, which I already ev evoked that clause, um, invoked that clause when we were at the pub on Saturday. Uh, I've, got, I've got a couple more of them left to throw at you, but you're going to get another forfeit now. Mm. Uh. So, uh, Jack is our games master. He is our holder of the Russell envelopes. Mm. How are we doing, Jack? Hello. Not too bad. What? Uh, what? I'll probably ask you. What E N V E L O P would you want to open today? See, I spelled envelope. You missed. You missed the last E off the end. E N V E L O P E. You didn't say E at the end. L O P. Oh, must must have cut out. Must have cut out. <laughs> you said envelope. Must have cut. That that must have been internet issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they went to internet issues all the night and all, and I was doing that spelling bee. Yeah, 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 that's what it was, was it? Um, no, mate, I'm not being funny. You cannot find a way of getting the internet to pass off how you tried to spell Kuala Lumpur. I was sat there watching it with Beth thinking, when is he going to stop? He's putting in about every letter of the alphabet here. <laughs> 
is when you went, Q. Oh, this is going well. Right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. like, uh, Jack, what numbers can't I have? Which ones have gone? Can't have four, seven, or eight. So you've got one all the way to 11, minus four, seven, or eight. But we've had four challenges. No. Four challenges? Oh, no. No, we've not. Sorry, I'm talking nonsense. Right, okay. Three forfeits for four challenges. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. I get you. Right then, Matt. Quite excited, aren't you? That's what it is. Matt. Yes. What? What's What's your favourite number? I can't tell you. Oh, go on. <laughs> I can't. No, because if I choose it and I choose the wrong one, <laughs> it's down <laughs> on me. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Matt's number of inches, three. I'm taller than three. three. <laughs> a, a generous three. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Oh, Ooh. no. It's a good one, it's a good one. Matt, you have to run wearing... No! A dress. Oh. <laughs> oh. I've got his heart going then. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Again, if you're if you're brand new to the show, you might be thinking, why does he why does he seem relieved to be wearing a dress? Matt is a hardened Sheffield Wednesday fan, and if you live outside of Sheffield, you might not realise that Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United fans hate each other with the fire of a thousand suns. Um, it's a rivalry that matters to nobody outside of South Yorkshire, um, but to them, it's really, really important. And one of the forfeits is that Matt would have to run round in a Sheffield. United shirt, so he really doesn't want that one. Um, but instead, you're gonna have to wear a dress, mm-hmm. so it's gonna have to be a part run, is it, or something like that, or is it yeah. just a, a run? A run, well, part run's not quite open yet, is it, mate? So I'll settle for a 5k run, I'll come with you. We'll do 5k at Rother Valley, yep, in a dress. Don, Don is gonna do your makeup. <laughs> no, that's not in the contract. Rules, <laughs> uh, Judge Jack. Yeah, I I think it did say that on the back of the piece of paper. I just forgot to read it out. It says it says makeup, eyelashes, mascara, nails painted. Oh, the lot. Jesus, no. just just eyeliner and a bit of lippy will do me, mate. And it has to be on a busy day as well. <laughs> so it can't be two o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. No. Mate, that, that'd be even weirder. Could you imagine if someone just saw you at two o'clock in the morning in dress? It's like <laughs> This little hairy hobbit just running around <laughs> by, by, by the light of the moon. <laughs> uh, uh, how do you feel about that one, my friend? Yeah. I'm, I'm relieved. I'm relieved, to be fair. Anything's better than this. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. It's 3 1 to me, and Matt is going to be wearing a dress. 3 1 to you. God. I might win this series. Catching up to the... Yeah, you might do. You might do. excited. Uh, So, shall we find out what's coming up next week for you, dude? Go on, then. Let's uh, let's have a listen. Who have we got next week? We've got Derek. Right. Jack, can you just roll roll that audio footage for us? Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. Derek here, you know, Derek goes running on Instagram. Now, 
Did you really think that I was helping you out when I was giving you push-up tips all those weeks ago? No, 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 my dear boy. I was merely seeing where your levels of fitness are. I was seeing where you'd be at when I challenge you this week. Now, I don't think you've got much of a choice in this because, well, this is Make Matt Run Challenge! Challenge Matt. And so, my dear Matthew, here's the challenge. Within the time span of two minutes, burpees. That's right, everyone's favourite horrible exercise, burpees. As many as you can do in two minutes. Now, a few years ago I managed 43, and then I couldn't stand up. Let's see if the same happens to you. Ta-ra! Mate, did he just say you could do 43 burpees in two minutes? Oh, come on. I couldn't even manage... God, how many push-ups did I manage in five minutes? What was it? <laughs> just 60 odd in five minutes? Yeah. Oh, I'm screwed, aren't I? <laughs> again, again, though, you might have a slight advantage in that you are already closer to the floor than most people. So getting down takes less effort. You're just trying to bit build it up, aren't you? Just... It's just it's inevitable. I'm, I'm losing. I'm you losing. need a win, mate. You need. I a know win. you're storming ahead. Three, three, one up. Jeez. Three, one up. Yeah. <sighs> He's a personal trainer as well, isn't he? Yeah. Is uh, it? I don't know. Uh, Derek. Yeah. Is it? Oh, mate. I think so. Yeah. yeah. You are <clears throat> trouble. Yeah, we're giving me some pointers when I was taking on JP of how to do push-ups and, and yeah to make it more efficient and. Uh, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, now you've got to take... I bet, I bet you'd kill for a spelling competition now. <laughs> yeah. Against Neil Marshall, who's equally bad at spelling as you. Um, well, there you go. That's this week. So, guys, we are going to be broadcasting that this weekend. Keep your eyes peeled for our social medias. It's going out on Instagram Live like they always do. It'll probably be Saturday. Um, but we made that mistake last week when we were recording by not checking my schedule. So um, keep your eyes on the social media around the same time as this episode going out because we'll be advertising it, plugging it, uh, and you will get to watch Matt hopefully claw back the that point. Yes. I just want to see you do a forfeit, mate. That's all I want. <laughs> I'm not bothered yeah. about winning series. I'm 2 0 up. <laughs> oh, you look at you getting your. Get, get. I don't even want to win the stupid game. I don't, I, don't, I don't even like running. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Um, okay, great. So there we go. That's Make Back Run locked in, my friend. Locked in. Mm-hmm. Locked in. Let's do it. Right then. Have you got a good new... Oh, I'm that... gone. You know what that is, don't you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hang on, let me grab it. Hello? Hello, lads. on. How are you, sir? I am good, thank you, lads. How are you both? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well. Nice. I, uh, I've had quite a busy week so far, I'll be honest. Have you? Have you? Uh, where, where are you this week, Statman John? You're in Wellington last week. Oh, first of all, how was the beehive in Wellington? 
I'm a bit embarrassed once again. I actually found out it was a building. It wasn't full of biddies. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, and so where are you now? I am in Aden in Yemen. You are in Yemen. <laughs> Very far away from Wellington. Uh, what made you choose Yemen? Again, I like to have a map, close my eyes and point. And as long as it's quite a zigzag away from where I've been, that's where I'll go. Nice. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, so uh, to get to Yemen, you will have definitely needed some form of ID. Uh, Matt, why don't you give us a song? Uh, take my ID. Take ID. Uh, so, Statman, whose ID have you procured this week? This week, I am Lady Laura Jane. Lady Laura. Another another better in our community challenge and a worthy person for identity theft. I don't know what we're doing. (laughs) Uh, Right, Stat My John, so what are you getting up to while you're in Yemen? Okay, so I've set myself a little bit of a challenge this week uh, just to heighten my protection and give me ample opportunity to look for Harold. Right, yep. I've decided to blink less. Split <laughs> 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 yourself, what you want about, you were blinking less. So, did you know the average human blinks about a thousand times an hour? You didn't, but I do now, yeah, go on. <laughs> well, I was already at 400. Right. But I'm now at 48 an hour. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How is that benefiting you? So I can keep my eyes open and see who's coming from where and look for Harold. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, God. Very good. Right. Okay. So uh, have you found him then? Has the blinking reduction helped? Oh, not yet. And that's where I've been busy too. I've been teaching a school of children to rock climb. Right. Uh, <laughs> We've all been looking for Harold, but none of us saw him. That was two days. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. That's it so far. That's it, right. Okay. Uh, have you got anything else planned while you're in Yemen? I'm going to go and visit the son of Noah's house. Right. Okay. Um, Tell us about that. Well, it goes back a bit history, but I actually knew Noah. And, uh... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I was the one that told him to take two of each animal, and I was never credited. (laughs) (laughs) So so now you've got a gripe with the Bible. Yes, so I'll speak to the son of Noah and see if there's somewhere we can get it changed. (laughs) (laughs) Just just go on Wikipedia and change it yourself, Simon John. No. I need the formal documents. Okay. <laughs> I think you're going to do that from Yemen. <laughs> yes. Right. We'll okay. see how I get on. Brilliant. Okay. So we'll leave you to it because that sounds like it's going to be a lot of work, Statman John. Uh, so we can cross, unfortunately, Aden, Yemen, off the list where places where Harold may be. But we're going to keep looking, aren't you? Um, keep checking in with us. And hopefully, hopefully, he'll be back soon.
Fingers crossed. All right, lads. Ta-ra. That man gets about, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Noah's house. Noah's. <laughs> uh, I, I won't trust him to, uh, to, to to take my kids rock climbing either. <laughs> well, absolutely flipping not. Um, brilliant. Uh, still, still no sign of Harold. No. Nope. Come on, Harold. You're loved. Just know you're loved. Turns up soon. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll turn up one day. I'm sure. We're not angry at you, Harold. Um, where I was going to go with that, Matt, before we got interrupted by SMJ, was have you got a good news story for me today, Matthew? Who? Wait, 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 wait. Have you got a good news story for us today, please, Matthew? I certainly do. This one's a long one, but it's a good one. Um, so this chap, Andrew, in 2017, uh, he had numerous problems, so he muffled hearing, uh, headaches, dizziness. And unfortunately, he was told he had a brain tumour. Uh, Andrew then had surgery to remove the tumour and suffered complications, uh, touch and go where they would survive, and he did. Yeah, he ended up spending two years in hospital. Um, nine months of that was in intensive care on a ventilator. And then he finally left hospital in 2019 and went to a specialist facility. Uh, and then in March 2020, COVID took over. Uh, and took the country to a standstill, which meant and Andrew was stuck having no contact, uh, seeing his family. Um, had to use Skype and stuff for, for calls and all that sort of stuff. Uh, his, his condition then started to, to deteriorate even further uh, when he found out his tumour uh, had regrown. Uh, he had to have more surgery, and surprisingly, it went well this time round, and he recovered a lot faster. Um, and now Andrew's progressive really well. Still requires 24-7 care and uses an electric wheelchair. Um, Andrew used to look run. He was one of those people who could knock out a one hour 30 half marathon um, without training properly. He was still running up to two months before his tumour was detected. Uh, and this is where the good news story comes in because Luke uh, is Andrew's cousin and he's six years old. Uh, he decided to raise some money for Andrew so they can make adaptions to the home uh, to make it more comfortable for him. Um, expecting costs to be like over £50,000 to adapt his home you know, for wheelchair access and all that sort of stuff. Um, and initially, Luke's target was £1,000, uh, but then he raised it to 5000 um, which is it's at almost at now at the time of recording, um, which is absolutely fantastic. So on the 14th of April, Luke started, bearing in mind he's age six, uh, a marathon over the course of a week. Uh um, he well and truly smashed it. Average 6k a day um, in his full ring time for the marathon distance was 5 hours, 6 minutes and 47 seconds. Amazing running, amazing cause and an amazing life. Well done, Luke. Uh, and wishing Andrew and his family the bestest of wishes. Uh, and I think we might have got a voice note to play from Luke as well because I contacted Luke's dad uh, and he was kind, kind enough to send a voice note through for him. So we're, yeah, we're playing that after as well. Yeah, let's get that played then. Jack, do you want to just uh, chuck that one on now for us? Hello, my name is Luke and I ran 26 miles in a week. Every day I went running with my daddy. I found it really fun. I love running up hills, but it was really tiring. Luckily, I had chocolate cake at the end. So far, I have raised... £4,706 for Cousin Andrew. When I am older, I want to be as fast as Kipchoge. He's the best. 
Well, I'll tell you what, mate, I don't know if people realise, but I'm quite glad that we had a, a cut then to uh, to insert the, the the voice clip because I was getting a little bit welled up with that one. Mm. Uh, really, really lovely story. And, uh, Good one. Uh, yeah, amazing. Power, yeah. power of children, man. They just they, yeah. they accomplish amazing things. So, Andrew and Luke, you are both our heroes of the week. We salute you. Salute you, sirs. Oh, just to, just to add as well, at the end of that one, uh, if you want to go and sponsor him some more, he's well over the uh, £1,000 initial target that he had. Yeah. Uh, he's almost at 5000 at the time of recording. Uh, so if you go on gofundme.com, forward slash running for Andrew if you want to chuck him a few shekels their way so yeah, yeah. brilliant yeah, absolutely stuff absolutely great cause great cause and uh, and we'll stick that in our bio as well if you want to have a little bit of a look for it Um, right then should we get some thank yous and get out of here Matt yes uh, thank you to Sally Bryder uh, awesome awesome chat with her Statman John thank you Mr Statman John I'm a Statman give it a dip go 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 Steve McManaman I miss him, though. I want him back. <laughs> He'll be back soon, man. He'll be back right. soon. Don't worry about that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you to Graham Lindley for our amazing theme course, music. Of course, of uh, course. Thank you to... Everyone who took part in our Fartlek family scavenge, which finished this week. Oh, uh, it did? Thank- it did. Mm. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who did that. That was really enjoyable. Keep your eyes peeled for some more community challenges in the future. Uh, next week, do you want me to tell you who we've got coming up on the show next week, Matt? Yes. Double, Try. double, double trouble. Double, double the trouble. Double the pleasure, babe. Triple the fun. I said two heads are better than one. They'll make you come and done. Two heads are better than oh, one. All oh, right, oh, all right, all right. Can you press that bell, please, or something? <laughs> I'll bell myself. Um, uh, yeah, so we, we've we've mixed it up a little bit. We thought it would be really, really interesting to find out about a real-life running super team. So we've got Ian and George on, who are both excellent runners of their own right, big parts of the online running community, um, very, very accomplished athletes. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking to them about not just their own running journeys before they met each other, but kind of how they... Get to get how they get together and run as a couple, how they work around each other, family life, work life, and both having such a big passion for it. Sometimes having different goals and aspirations and things they want to get out of running, how they support each other. Just a really nice chat with two great people who are uh, who are making it work um, through COVID and beyond. So yeah, really looking forward to chatting to Ian and George. Um, and I think that's about it, Matt. Apart from to get Mr. Penners on Penfoldio. Uh, do you want to tell us what's coming up on Saturday on after the finish line, Jack? Hello. That was quick then with the unmuting. So, yes, I'll be on again with somebody from the Fartlek family, our wonderful community, dissecting this week's episode, what we thought about Rob's chat with Sally Bride and her inspirational story, a bit about the Chester Elite Marathon, and also what we thought about Statman John and his wonderful travels, because I know everyone loves him so, so much. And I will make sure I get another answer on what's better, pizza or pasta, for a pre-race meal. That's all we can And do. I would just like to say, Jenna had pizza the night before her marathon, and she ran a sub-free, so pizza was definitely way for me. How, how do you know that? You've been outside Jenna Wilkinson's window. No, she ordered a Domino's pizza, because she put it on her Instagram story. And, and I delivered it. <laughs> <laughs> I personally delivered it uh, right. with some SIS gels. 
No, this is getting creepy. Back on mute. Uh, right there, guys. If you do want to give me a follow on Instagram, I am at Little Runner Boy Rob. Yes, and I am at Matty Owls. Jack, if you're going to behave yourself. I'm back off you, and I'm at Jack Penfold running. Now go back on mute. <laughs> back off you. Ding, ding me off. May your runs be wonderful. Don't let lockdown get you down, man. We have loved chatting to you so far this series. Keep being excellent to each other, man, and we'll see you next week. Ciao. (laughs) Caught that bloody bell down.